Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is David Rosell from Rosell Wealth Management. Welcome, David. Oh, thank you, Rama. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast show today. Thank you very much. A little bit about David. David is a successful speaker and published author and is the founder and president of Rosell Wealth Management, located in Bend, Oregon. For over 20 years, he has specialized in working with affluent individuals and families who are at or near retirement to help them live the life they always imagined during these years. So with that, David, you want to add anything to your background? No, just been working as a wealth manager and a specialist in life settlements, which is what we're going to be talking about today and love to help people and an honor to be on your show. Thank you very much. What are the some of the reasons someone would no longer want or need their life insurance policy? I could think of four reasons off the bat. One is very often policies are no longer affordable as interest rates have been held artificially low for the last several years. The insurance companies have had to increase premiums. Another reason is sometimes you don't need the policy because you purchased it a husband and wife because their children were dependents and now they're grown up and successful in their own right and they built up their own wealth to support their own family. So that policy for its original intent is no longer needed. Very often when it comes to business partnerships, the partners will take insurance out on each other. And if those partners retire or sell the business, that policy is probably no longer needed. And then a fourth one that comes to mind is that a lot of people purchase second to die policies. So when the second spouse passed away, it would cover any potential estate taxes But the federal exemptions have been raised so much that less, way less than 1% of Americans will even ever have to pay this tax. So people that purchased it for estate tax reasons very often no longer have a need for that policy. And, you know, it's interesting that shockingly, Rama, up to 90% of life insurance policies never pay a death benefit. Instead, these policies expire, they lapse, or they're surrendered. So those are some of the reasons. Awesome. Thank you. So what are the options people have when deciding what to do with their life insurance policy? Well, most people believe that they have only three options for their now unwanted or unneeded life insurance policies. And these can include, you know, just keeping the policy and being willing to pay the increased premiums. And that's viable in many cases. Or to make it more affordable, you can decrease the death benefit. And a third is let the policy lapse. And if there's cash value, you would receive that. But now there's a fourth option that potentially can benefit people much more. And it's a strategy that most insurance companies do not want you to know about. It's a relatively unknown, but a powerful option. And But when it's used for the right people at the right time, um, it can have great benefits. So in essence, you think about your home, 
your car, your boat, your investment portfolio. People sometimes have real estate investments and even your business. Those are all considered capital assets. Most people don't realize that their insurance policies are also considered a capital asset. And it's an asset that can potentially have significant value. Got it. So what is the biggest misconception about selling a life insurance policy? Even a life settlement, which is what we call the sale of a life insurance policy, may be a, an appropriate fit for policy owners. It's important to keep in mind that they're complex transactions and they not only require a team effort, but a fair amount of time. Unlike purchasing a life insurance policy, which could take just a few weeks, going through the sale of a life insurance policy could take four to five months. And the biggest considerations when debating whether or not to sell will likely be how much you're spending on the current premiums and whether that policy is really still necessary. Got it. So when does selling a policy not make sense? Well, it doesn't make sense, even though they've been proven for so many people to be valuable, it's important to be in the know when it comes not only to the pros, but also the cons. Some key factors to consider is that once you've transferred ownership of the policy, and I want to share with you how that all works, to another entity, your beneficiaries are no longer have that death benefit to collect upon your debt. And also there's tax consequences. When you sell your policy, there's federal and estate taxes on that. And also there's pretty high transaction costs because there's so much work that is involved with this. The average around the country or the industry is about a 30%. But I look at it in so many cases as almost free money because 70% of something is better than 100% of nothing. And if you think it's valuable, it might be worthwhile to just quickly share with you how selling a life insurance policy works, if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Please go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So what a life settlement is, it's the sale of an existing life insurance policy, often to an institutional investor. And these could include pension funds, hedge funds, and even banks. And the policy is put up for sale for more than the cash surrender value but less than the death benefit. And the policy owner sells the policy in exchange for a lump sum payment. And once that policy is sold, the buyer becomes the policy's owner. And it's now their responsibility to make all the premium payments moving forward. And in return, they're going to receive the death benefit upon the insured's death. And the institutional investors purchase many different types of policies to diversify their holdings. You could think of it almost as a mutual fund of life insurance policies. And client confidentiality is of extreme importance. So the purchase policies are held in large blind pools with many other policies. Got it. Thank you. How much one can make selling a life insurance policy? Yeah, you know, potentially it could be a good windfall. In my book, I call it in the know, turning your unneeded life insurance policy into serious cash. And very often it is serious. In 2021, Americans sold life insurance policies they no longer needed or wanted, average 7.8 times more than the cash surrender value. 7.8 times more. And Americans pocketed 660 million more than they would have 
if they just accepted what the insurance companies were offering. So if you no longer need or want that policy, it's important to look at all four options, see what's most valuable, and when a life settlement is the most valuable, it can pay out some pretty handsome rewards. Awesome. So how exactly we can invest these life insurance policies into real estate space or syndications? Do you have any options there? Of how you could invest in, using it from into real estate? Yeah. Yeah, I certainly do. You know, So very often when someone sells their life insurance policy, and they're informed about these life settlements, uh, they had no idea that their insurance policy was a capital asset that had value. And so with this windfall of cash comes in, very often it gives them the opportunity to invest into real estate. And that enables them to diversify their portfolio for retirement and potentially have multiple streams of income coming in from that real estate. Got it, thank you. And share me some best practices around like how to utilize best way these life settlement insurance policies? Yeah, well, you know, one of the best ways to describe would be using a a true life story from my book. In the book, we educate people. It's a short book on the how these life settlements work, but we're using actual people with actual numbers. We, of course, change their names for confidentiality. But I want to share a couple that I call in the book, Larry and Liz. And I come from the beautiful state of Oregon, and so do they. And they lived on the Oregon coast, and they were visionaries in a whale watching company that they started in 1968. And sadly, in 2012, Liz passed away unexpectedly from some health complications. And as you might imagine, Larry's spirit and his visions for retirement were altered greatly, and he no longer had his heart and soul in his business. And he sold it to one of his employees for much less than he was hoping to get, but he was ready to get out. And today, Larry's 88 and he had two life insurance policies that he originally purchased to offset the estate tax bill he would have when both he and Liz passed away. They had no problem paying their fair share of taxes, but they didn't want Uncle Sam to become their primary beneficiary. And interestingly enough, Rama, when you go back to, say, 2012, the federal state tax exemption was $5.12 million. And this meant that when the second spouse died and you added up all your resources, everything above $5.12 million was taxed at a significant amount, 40%. You jump ahead to 2023, and the exemption has increased to more than $12 million per person. And so well under 1% will ever have a federal estate tax. And Larry felt he no longer had a need for this coverage. He had two policies, one for 1.2 million face amount and another for 400,000. And on top of it, for him to maintain his policy as he was getting older, he would have to pay a much higher premium every year, which he was just not willing to do. So his financial advisor on the Oregon Coast introduced him to the concept of life settlements, referred him to my team, and working with multiple providers to negotiate settlement offers through what we call an auction process, we were able to procure a gross offer for both policies of $975,000. This was $842,000 more 
than his cash surrender value of 133000 And so this was a windfall for Larry. He's not a, a someone that goes out and spends money unnecessarily, but it was really great to see him. He's a big golfer, loves to play at Bandon Dunes, and went out and uh, purchased a golf cart that resembled a Mercedes-Benz. Awesome story, yeah. Thank you very much. What is the one thing everyone should know about life insurance policies? Well, I'm a firm believer in life insurance. It's an amazing way to leverage money, especially for families that need to replace their income in the need of unexpected death for the big wage earners with business partners for estate tax. I really am a firm believer in life insurance. But for so many families, there's a time in the future where the policy that once was very relevant is no longer wanted or needed. And rather than surrender that policy, it's important to look at your fourth option that most people aren't aware of, and that is the possibilities of selling that policy. Got it. Thank you. Anything else you want to add on top of this? I think it's really important. There's a handful of people doing life settlements out there. There's commercials run on it. It's just important to work with a reputable firm that has been in the business for a long time. If anyone has any questions, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. Any listeners of your podcast, I'm more than happy to mail out a book called In the Know, Turning Your Unneeded Life Insurance Policy into Serious Cash. And they can find me at uh, david at rosellwealthmanagement.com. Thank you very much, David. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for sharing about it. Rama, pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me today. Thank you. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chunchu. We'll see you next time.